You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to the week five edition of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is... Marcus Henson, how are you, sir? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy that. How have you been, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. Very busy, but I'm all good. Excellent. Well, I think we should crack on with the show and crack on with some news. What do you think? What sayeth thou? I'm going to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, not this again. I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, we'll move on to the news. Here is the news. First up is some news following the game between Omaha and Atlanta. Marcus, I'm going to hand this over to you. Uh, yeah, there was basically there was a director's apology. Mitch came on online to basically say that he apologised for the, the the Hearts performance and the, the franchise in general. Basically, stating stating how that you know he's going to make sure that in future, no, in his words, no LFL team is is so ill, Ill prepared. And it looks like he says he's going to be taking steps towards it and that we'll see a vastly different team come June the 13th. Yeah, and on the back of that, there was a further announcement as well to say that Omaha are going to be getting one of the most exciting quarterbacks to ever play in the LFL, joining them for that game on June the 13th. The only downside is uh, we're going to be kept in the dark because that hasn't been announced yet. So all we can do is speculate a little bit as to who that quarterback may be. Any ideas, Marcus? When you say like big uh, quarterbacks, we were we were talking earlier, maybe Erler, maybe we're looking along those sort of line, maybe Long Creel. Mm, we're not sure. Yeah, Laurel Creel would be an interesting one because I know we've said before on the show how much of a great season she did have with that Seattle offense and going undefeated and being I think the second best passing attack in the league in that year that was a couple of years ago wasn't it yeah absolutely and it could be another Aussie import well there, there's also that I suppose yeah that oh can you imagine if they maybe got Jacinda Barkley or someone like that that's what I'm thinking well that's a possibility but we'll kind of watch this space and see what happens next up we have the power rankings now these were done prior to the game on Sunday uh, between Chicago and Atlanta. So maybe we should have a work through those marks and see if there's any surprises in there. Number six. Unsurprisingly, number six, we've got Omaha Hart. 0-3, it's not looking great when you lose your first two games with a combined score of 160 points to to none. It's, it's, it's safe to say that they're going to be sitting pretty at the bottom of the table for a little while to come. Number five. Las Vegas sin. Las Vegas losing the head coach. You know, Danica Brace has gone back to Seattle. Um, I think we're, we're just sort of wondering whether or not the, the coach can come in, keep the sort of the fire alive with all the youngsters that are in that team. Number four. Seattle missed. We got Coach Michelson sitting there. He's going to have that franchise quarterback. Can he do anything with it? There's always been this who to replace, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Creel. And has he potentially got the the blend of people with Danica Brace coming back as well? It'll be interesting to find out. And that quarterback, no. before you go into the next one, who is that franchise quarterback you speak of? KK Mabini! Someone I know you always speak very highly of. I think hopefully she's going to do a great job. We know she is actually a great quarterback, but I think that Jacksonville team in general, there was just so much talent there. It just something wasn't quite right. So maybe now we're under a new scheme and with a coach like Michelson, she'll be able to shine. Yeah, I mean, she's she's got the 
athletic acumen that's needed to be a quarterback at that sort of franchise. It's not one that I think a rookie is going to embellish themselves in. I think you do need someone with a bit of a head on their shoulders. And also, they've still got uh, Stevie Schnorr and uh, Deanna Shapakota from uh, LFL Canada joining them again this year. So, mate, trust me, that's the reason why they're my pick to go to the Legends Cup this year. Ah, well, maybe then they should be above this. Number three. LA Temptation. You know, we're looking at the matchup. Here's a Coach Tui. I think the idea here is they've got a core of vets who pretty much is it last chance saloon to go back and rewin another Legends Cup. Um what we have to see, time will tell. I think potentially they could, but it's gonna be a difficult and long road to follow. Number two. Atlanta Steam, two and two. Moving on further, there's definitely potential that they can they can get into the postseason. They they gonna have to work at it. You know, they've got a good team, they've got the good core, they've got good coaches. I I think this is a team with a lot of potential, and we've seen a lot of that now. Now the spotlight's gonna be on other teams as more teams are gonna come into the scheduling. So it's it's one to watch whether or not these power rankings start moving erratically. And ultimately it'll be a case of who's actually going to put the performances on the field and who's going to get the wins to match those performances. And of course, with wins comes... Number one. Chicago Bliss. 3-0, sitting pretty atop of the East. It's not hard to see why they are power ranking numero uno. And with that said, with a little spoiler alert with the uh, records there in the power rankings, so apologies for that, we will move on with the show. I just want to be given the chance. You were the pioneers that built women's football. The opportunity to succeed. Or even to fail. You are the league of their own. You ain't got no chance to redeem yourself. This is it. The LFL on Fuse. Saturdays, starting April 18th. This is Lauren Ziegler with the Atlanta Steam, and you're listening to the LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. The world's fastest-growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other time they run to the outside, they're getting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And fully games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. We come on now to the game itself between Chicago and Atlanta at Toyota Park in Chicago. So it was the first Sunday afternoon kickoff at 1 p.m. on Sunday in celebration of Mothering Sunday in the United States. And what did you think of the game, Marcus? This game had everything you were looking for from that first play. It was in your face, hard hitting. It sort of leveled out to be the chess match we anticipated, the sort of outmaneuvering, outfighting of, of both teams literally trying to find any tiny advantage they could to give them something 
to work with. Despite a penalty, Atlanta had a solid first drive. They managed to get the touchdown with a pass from Dakota Hughes to Coco Montgomery, someone who is becoming quite a weapon in that offense. It seems to be her and Lauren Ziegler who are making most of the catches from young Dakota. While defenses seem to be lighting up about Adrian Purnell and Lauren Ziegler, it's going to allow the, the, the secondary options to sort of find the open space and take advantage of it. You know what? If, if your opponent wants to focus on two of your players, you know what? You find the space and you, you take full advantage of that. Um, cause at the end of the day, that's how you're going to win games. You're going to outplay them. You're going to have to outthink them as well. And thinking of focusing on one player, you lead me on nicely there to Chicago's star weapon, someone who we've had the pleasure of interviewing already this season. And that would be Chris Dell beast mode Harris um what an absolute legend in this game I mean she came to play in this game didn't she even that from that first touchdown run that took two plays to drive 35 yards I tell you what the Ferrari started in fifth gear in this game it was straight from the word go she was just she chose beast mode and you know what she backed that up oh didn't she just I mean in the game in total 161 yards and four touchdowns and more so in the second half, because at half time the score was only 7 all. But second half, she just set the turf alight. And there was a definite lack of sort of counter-attack by Steam. It just seems, a lot of the time, this, this power run game, you know Chicago are going to run it. You know it, it, it's there, it's, it's staring you right in the face. But it's just the missed tackles, the just complete and utter just overrunning of opponents it just didn't seem to have an answer to be like right you know who you've got to stop stop her just couldn't well that's it because again we know from from when we interviewed dakota last week that that's what she was saying you know the game plan is they they stop crystal harris and they make heather fair try and beat you but a lot of teams are finding that, that they say that's what they've got to do but they just can't do it I really don't know what the secret is, except for maybe parking a bus in front of her and seeing if she can run through it. But it, it just goes to show, you know, two plays, a touchdown in that first half just to start off. It, it set a tone, a sort of a mental tone that this is what we're going to do to you. And if you don't stop it, it's going to happen all day. And it did. One thing I do just want to touch on in the uh, first half is that there was a really bad snap uh, from Atlanta that lost them over 20 yards. But on the back of it, they also had one of the best punts I think I've seen. Within their own five-yard line, managed to punt the ball off a bad snap as well, another one, uh, pick the ball up off the floor and get the punt out of bounds at the opposition one-yard line. I mean, that was quite something. I can't remember if when we talked to, to Lauren about it, whether she said that she used to play soccer. Um, yes. I, I'm pretty sure it was one of, one of the, the list of numerous sports that she seems to be adapted in. Is that, yeah, you could definitely see because it was, it was just a phenomenal punt. I mean, I like the fact that punting is now included in the league. And you know what? It showed it had its worthwhile. Because otherwise, let's face it, fourth down, you're just going to give it back to them inside your own 10-yard line. No, that just, it added dimension. It kept the game so close in that first half. Yeah, and then we come on now to the second half. And I apologise, I think I mentioned earlier that uh, Atlanta recovered an onside kick at the start of the first half. But actually, I was getting my halves confused, which is easily done with this old brain, I can assure you. But it was the start of the second half that they actually recovered the onside kick. Again, the chess match. We're going straight back to that. What is your opponent expecting? And what are you going to do to try and outwit them. On the back of that, there was a, a fumble which led to 
that amazing play between Dakota Hughes and Adrian Pennell where the ball gets bobbled around, Dakota manages to pick it up, and before she even gets a chance to get hit, launches it about 20 yards downfield, and Pennell makes a great catch and, and takes it in for the score. I've, I've literally just labelled this play the RU kidding me play <laughs> well you know what that's completely fair enough because when guys do get uh, and girls get the chance to watch the play it's just absolutely incredible it's difficult to describe it without seeing it but at the same time yeah like marcus just said are you kidding me <laughs> uh, too early to call it the the play of the season so far I think we can certainly call it the play of the season so far. It's not too early to call it that. If you wanted to call it play of the season, maybe that would be too early, but certainly not play of the season so far. I'll definitely let you have that one, buddy. Win. There you go. I'll take that. <laughs> and just to finish off then about the game itself. Now, again, it's a few things we've sort of mentioned on earlier shows, but we've noticed that Heather Fair has actually been playing a lot closer to the line of scrimmage this year. And as part of that, she managed to recover a fumble, which led to the final touchdown of the day, which kind of put the nail in the coffin, even though there was still about seven minutes left on the clock. For me, that was a telltale sign here is the, the way steam sort of fourth quarter, the pressure was building up and it just seemed that it overcame them a little bit, you know, the the unenforced errors on the snaps, the the bad handoffs, fumbles, it just seemed that the wheels just started to come off the wagon and just at the wrong time because, you know, especially the one that was the fumble on what, the two yard line after the pass interference in the end zone? Fumble on the one yard line, um, because obviously pass interference in the end zone results on the ball being placed uh, on the one yard line if it's on the defence. Yeah, and for me, that that was just it. It was like just at the wrong time. It just mental errors. And for me, that lack of conviction to just keep yourself focused or just that that loss of just ignition through through the, 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 the play. You know, handoffs and snaps, fourth game into the season, which it is for, um, for Steam, these are stuff that should be addressed and they should just be really started to come down to almost complete and utter infrequencies not three or four in the game and you know what it is and i don't know whether you've noticed this as well but after you mentioned that both omaha and atlanta needed to go to a four yard drop in the next game atlanta dakota was standing four yards back from the line of scrimmage but the last couple of games she's been back to five yards again and then again there's been some some issues around the snap so maybe maybe that's it maybe it's the marcus four yard program that needs to be uh, put in place there right that is now officially copyrighted and it as, is mine <laughs> and as uh, hopefully coach robinson will be listening to this coach uh, marcus has a four yard snap program he will be happy to go through with you if you want to uh, get in touch with him <laughs> I tell you what, I'll fly over to Atlanta and personally deliver a session for you if you're happy for that. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll finish up then. The final score from the game was Chicago 29 and Atlanta 13. And where do you see the rest of the season in the Eastern Conference going from here? There's going to be another opportunity, at least for the steam, to ruin the party on August the 15th. Could we see, like you say, um, June the 13th, apparently big things are going to happen from Omaha. Could we see Bliss kind of be shaken up by that? I, I don't know. I can, I can see an undefeated season here for the Bliss. Um, and it's just, it's just a case of whether or not the steam can come in here and, and ru- ruin that party. 
So, putting you on the spot, you're 100% saying Chicago are going to be undefeated this season. I hate to say it as a bit of an Atlanta fan, but yeah, possibly. Oh dear, well, Atlanta fans, if you want to have a stern word with Marcus, remember... Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. <laughs> Dropping me right in it. And with that, we move on. Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that wraps it up from us for another week. Unfortunately, due to some scheduling issues, we weren't able to bring you any guests on the show this week, but we hope to be back to our full border of guests come next week's show when it will be after the Los Angeles Temptation versus Las Vegas Sin game in the Coliseum in LA. All that remains is to go for our usual thank you. So, firstly, Marcus, it's been an absolute pleasure, sir. It has been an absolute privilege and a hell of a laugh. And I'm sure you will join me in thanking our awesome editor and producer, Mr. Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. Who we've given quite a headache to this week, so... We have massive thanks for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And don't forget, we are available on Stitcher Radio. We are downloadable on iTunes. Importantly, you will see our most recent episode come through on LFL360. So that's LFL360.com. Don't forget to keep up to date with all the wow clips we've mentioned and the most recent game highlights on the YouTube channel. So YouTube.com forward slash MyLFL. Finally, remember... Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. And one last one before I get shot. Our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. So, until next week, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 